Welcome to the Derwood Experience, where we talk seriously about nonsense. I'm Ethan. I'm Jesse. All right. Have you ever saved anyone's life, or has anyone ever saved yours? Ooh. Wow, that's intense. I know, right? One, I called myself Jesse, and you didn't even <laughs> say anything about that. <laughs> because I have different personas. <laughs> and last time I was Jess. No, two times ago I was Jess. Then last time I was Jessica. Now I'm Jesse. Yep, I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not letting it go. Anyway, um, have no and no. I've never saved anyone's life, and no one has saved my life. Sorry, I'm boring. Have you? <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think I've ever had anybody tell me that I have. Um, and I don't think I've ever been in any like mortal danger or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a horrible opening question. I did have, um, that's not, that's not a horrible opening question. <laughs> I have been called, um, to, I mean, this is like, it's like the worst too, right? This is a long time ago. So it was, but I have been called by people who have tried to OD or um, another friend that had learned they tried to OD and that's such a weird position to be in because there's like not there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. you're just like call the freaking police call the paramedics call somebody that's not me mm-hmm. I can't I can't help I can't help you I don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's scary if they're, I mean if they're thinking I've gotten the call about someone's thinking about it too which is that's always a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. What is something you're afraid to try? Mm. I figure you got a bunch of them. I have lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on my bucket list. <laughs> um, Okay, so the first thing that comes to my head is speaking in front of a big audience. What's what's big? Yeah, that's a good, good definition. <laughs> so, a hundred plus people. Because I've spoken in front of little audiences, like conference room size. When I was... A um, hundred people is not as many as you think it is. When I was at Ameriprise, I spoke in front of like 200 plus people, and that was scary. I pretended I was Britney Spears, <laughs> <laughs> and it actually worked. <laughs> but that was when I was maybe 27, and I had all the confidence in the world. And I mean, I guess I still have confidence, but like 27 confidence and 40 confidence is different. Well, I think 27 confidence is stupidity. 
Yeah, (laughs) you're just like, I'm the best. Nothing can hurt me. You are wrong. (laughs) Exactly. See, you understood what I meant by 27 confidence, 40 confidence. There's no repercussions for this about what I'm about to say. (laughs) Let me just throw this out there. (laughs) Exactly. And it totally was fine. But now I'm way more afraid. So I want to try that. What about you? I don't think there's anything. Um, well, probably, I mean, it's a tie between skydiving and bungee jumping. And really it's because I have a fear of heights. (laughs) Got it. So like both of them, or don't go parasailing because that's pretty scary too. Yeah, like anything height related. Um, but I mean, even like when I was in college, we went to like a ropes course in the Grand Teton Mountains, and you had to climb up this telephone pole, and then you like get on top of the telephone pole. I had no problem going up the telephone pole, but then I had to like stand. Telephone pole is like this big around. Mm-hmm. I had to stand up on the telephone pole and it got a little scary. Yeah. Up there. It's really weird. Um, yeah, like I've, even at like malls that are like two stories high, I can't like lean over the railing or like be pressed up against the railing. Um, yeah, I've been in like really tall buildings and I'm okay as long as I don't go. And I can even get pretty close to the glass. Like, if, But if I see a weird angle that like makes me understand how high I am. Yeah. Like one building I was in, it was, I was fine everywhere till we got to like a corner part of the building. And like, I actually had to get out of the room that I was in. Mm. Were you like nauseous and like getting the spins? Um, no, I haven't really. No, it wasn't anything like that. Um, I needed to get away from that window, though. That's what that's what happened. You just knew. You're just like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it was like I'm. That probably would have happened if I'd stayed there. Yeah. Like in that space, but. Hmm. I didn't know you were afraid of heights. Yeah. Yeah, don't go parasailing. I just did that a couple weeks ago, and it was super fun. But when you're up there and you look straight down, and it it's kind of nauseous, like, cause you see the waves and you're moving and the waves are moving. Yeah. Don't do that either, but it was fun. I, love <laughs> I would totally do it again. And I've been skydiving. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what gives you butterflies in your stomach? Hmm that i don't know speaking in front of a hundred (laughs) people um probably i would say meeting someone new anybody new or like a (laughs) (laughs) because i mean I don't know. I mean, that, yeah, that seems weird to me. 
reminder, I am single. And so meeting someone new who like I'm intrigued with and I get butterflies when I have a connection with somebody that's deeper than just physical. Oh, interesting. I definitely get butterflies. But again, I'm newly single, so I haven't had butterflies like that in a long time. It, that would uh, probably have been a good idea to like get divorced then. Mm. <laughs> would be my guess. <laughs> well, what's funny is my ex would give me butterflies. Like I, but like because I've known him for so long. So like a new butterfly, if that mm. makes any sense. Like the excitement of meeting someone new and learning about them. I love learning about people. I love knowing about their history, their family, where they came from, what they're currently doing today, what they want to do in the future. Like that just makes me excited. And so I get butterflies when I'm connecting with someone on that deeper level. Hmm. Maybe that's why I like doing podcasts with you. (laughs) Because we get, we learn something about each other every time we do this. Yeah. I love it. That's why I get excited to do podcasts with you. That's fun too, because we're it's nonsense. It is. But it's kind of in depth nonsense. What about you? Um lately it's when I play um like a new game. Right. So some a game that I'm not I'm not a hundred percent familiar with the mechanics and I get into like a player versus player situation or it's a new game and I'm playing in like a, a ranked competitive environment. Mm, yeah. I didn't, I mean, I knew you were competitive, but like that gives you butterflies. Like that gets you like happy. Like nervous. Yeah. Nervous? Okay, so butterflies, my definition of butterflies is happy. Your definition of butterflies is nervous. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that is way interesting. Yeah, that's like about the way that I'd associate it. But not like a scary nervous, you know what I mean? Like, a, yeah, yeah, nervous is like kind of how I've always associated butterflies and yeah. that feeling. Um kind of in your stomach so it could be happy yeah i'm thinking now i'm thinking of negative butterflies (laughs) i've had lots of (laughs) negative butterflies where your stomach stinks and your heart drops and i can tell you lots of times that's happened to me i can tell you more times i have negative butterflies than i've had positive butterflies I don't have. Yeah. I mean, well, the negative ones are the easiest to remember. They, I mean, they probably also, those are more imprinted on your brain probably than the positive ones as well. Yeah. And there's, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, there's probably some trauma involved with those, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, so I would, um, one of the things I've talked about, you know, I, it's not, it's not necessarily, I don't remember it as being butterflies, but like, 
when our when our middle daughter has osteogenesis imperfecta. And so she was in the hospital. She actually had bilateral abscesses, which wasn't related to her brittle bones. It was just she had gotten an infection in her lymph nodes on her neck, and it looked like the mumps. And so we had to take her to the hospital. And we we don't know. It's We talked to We worked with the pediatrician for a few days. Like, we had no answers. We didn't know what was going on. We go to the hospital. Hospital's best guess is, like, it's an infection. We're going to treat it like MRSA, uh, which is terrifying to hear. Yeah. And so we're, like, walking down this hall. And um, I'm carrying her because she had a broken leg at the time, too. Like, that's, she was in a cast because she had a broken leg. So, like, carrying her down the hall. Um, we, have to do, we have to do a CT scan uh, to see what's going on in her lymph nodes. And so I'm carrying her down the hall, and there's a nurse that's got her, the machine she's hooked up to, and he's, like, walking that stuff with me. And we're walking down the hall, and he turns, we're getting close to the room, and he turns to me, and he's like, her heart rate just went up. She's getting nervous. And I'm like, yeah, me too, man. Calm down. <laughs> Damn. No shit. No shit. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> and oh so God. that um so i have like uh ptsd related to medical stuff and that particular like what i just described when i have like an episode that is what happens and so the thing that's interesting about the ptsd is it's not like i remember that so even when i just told you i was 100 percent reliving that experience yeah. but with all of the emotion and trauma that I've experienced throughout my entire life related to this medical thing coming back at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, can I, I tell re- you about that? As oh. <laughs> like I, I'm, my heart rate is up. And by you saying that I, I felt you. Yeah. It's uh, this is probably the best I've like, I mean, I can kind of manage it now because I recognize what's going on. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's so it's not like a memory. It's like you're totally reliving it. Like that's exactly what's happening. Going through it like exactly like it was. So, well, your nervous system went into the fight or flight mode at that moment. While you're speaking of it, it automatically goes into your fight or flight mode. And you do relive it, and now you're in it, and so now we need to get out of that. So let's get into our like happy mode. Oh, I'm back out of it already. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not. I'm reliving your trauma, and my heart is. Oh, it's good. It's all good, man. Like my chest is heavy right now. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's. I mean, part of it is, um, yeah, because it's overwhelming to you, right? So it's when we would meet people, and we'd we have a another friend where they had this, their daughter had this thing where the muscle fibers in her, the fibers in her muscles would snap. They would stretch and snap. And she was really young. And so I remember talking to him. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys have to deal with that. That's so crazy. That's insane. We're so lucky. And you know, they were like, I can't believe like what you guys have to deal with is crazy. Like we're so lucky. You know what I mean? So it's all like relative. Yeah, it is relative. (laughs) We're like, that sounds terrible. And they're like, what you have sounds terrible. Well, everyone has their war stories and their battle wounds and their scars. And there's lots of, um, like, I think of a wishing well 
and there's holes in your wishing well and every time you pour water in it water comes out and you're constantly trying to fill your wishing well but you're that keeps on getting drained and so you have to plug those holes up in order for the water to stay um so i don't know where that came from but (laughs) (laughs) um what was what was the worst time you ever put your foot in your mouth and what did you say oh shit there's so many (laughs) so this is a funny story (laughs) so i was at a place and they had done this thing where they a business decision was to have like free food on at the office um for lunchtime right the ceo when they were building the building had told us we're just you know we're gonna offer it there because um when i've noticed that when people leave campus to go get lunch they're gone for an hour or more and when they stay here they only eat for a half hour mm-hmm. and they're like i don't i don't pay anybody less than this so i'm saving money <laughs> so what would happen what happened was <laughs> when new people would start they would do what you would expect them to do they're like all the food please <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> so, we're in line one day and there's like this new lady yes i have to it was a lady and she you can already see where that's going so she's like she joined the team and i was like making small chit chat and we're like putting our i'm like oh yeah i'm like when you you know when my wife and i got some kids like how many kids do you have when you you couldn't another one <laughs> oh no you didn't no totally not i totally did but oh my god total but i didn't actually like come out and ask like when the baby was due or anything like i had totally implied it so i was kind of able to back out of it not gracefully i felt better about myself <laughs> did you really totally i totally did i totally implied that she was pregnant and she totally wasn't she wasn't having any more kids I think the word you mean is funny. <laughs> Horribly funny. <laughs> yeah, we were friends. We're still friends. <laughs> oh, it was awkward. That's that awkward. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> ah, I can't answer this. I do it all the time. That is just normal for me. <laughs> Well, you got what's you an example? Do you know for me? Do you know one for me? I don't know. Um, no. I don't. Do you? Ha- I mean, yeah, like not just like hanging out with your friends and you say something that they make fun of you for, like. <laughs> yeah, and that happens all the time. Right, that happens to all of us all the time. <laughs> no, I don't remember. We'll have to come back to that one for me. I don't know if I have, I mean, I know I have them, but I, I don't get embarrassed very easily. Like I have no shame in my game. That's not what the question was though. Well, I know, but like, like, I wasn't embarrassed that I said that. (laughs) True. (laughs) 
But I like, put my foot in my mouth. It, you remember it. Yeah, I do remember that. Because <laughs> I don't do it very often. Or I put my foot in my mouth like that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I say lots of um, inappropriate comments that are hilarious. So, like, when I am with coworkers... And we're just in the middle of like an intense meeting. I will just say something super inappropriate. Oh, so like, okay, here's something that I said that I thought was funny and everyone laughed. <laughs> no, and something you you thought was funny that nobody laughed at. And they were all like, no. oh, what? Yeah, no, everyone laughed at what I said. That's like me playing the Avengers music today, like kind of fell flat, but I did not back down. I kept that up, and I kept the joke rolling, and I made it funny to me. <laughs> okay, nope, I don't have anything that I can think of offhand. Lame. Yeah, I know. That's because you know, you just don't want to say. So no, bad. I would say something. For some reason, I'm kind of good at not putting my foot in my mouth. I don't know. Ask, um, there's a couple other people we could ask. I'm sure I said something <laughs> at some point. I just don't remember because, again, I don't get embarrassed or <laughs> don't remember those things. Okay, next question. What was a specific turning point in your life? Oh, geez, I have lots of them. Um, I have four that are specifically offhand right now. First one is my mom having cancer and me being her caregiver for six years and her passing away five years ago, becoming mom one time, becoming mom two times, and now just getting a divorce, going through a divorce. Yeah. Those are pretty intense. Uh, for me, the biggest one that sticks out is our daughter that was diagnosed with the OI, with the brittle bones. Um, that was pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. That changes your life. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> it's like, it's really, it's really weird. I mean, like, um yeah the amount of patience uh the under right so like the patience that i have now is from that from being at doctor's offices and hospitals with no answers and having people complaining to me like family members like why don't you have any answers because there aren't any like mm -hmm. dude <clears throat> calm down <laughs> don't you think i want answers I'm not choosing this. <laughs> you know, like learning about uh, this thing and making decisions about a person beyond what you normally would for a parent. Like, what am I going to feed my kids or make sure that they eat relatively healthy? We're talking about um, one big decision we had to make related to this was if when to start the permidronate. So it's this 
It's this treatment that helps reduce the fracture rate of kids with OI. And our daughter has long legs, so these nice long bones to break all the time. And so my wife and I came up with this rule, and the rule was she will push us into making that decision. And um, her fracture started to interfere with her um, ability to progress like normally, right? So not being able to learn how to walk when you're supposed to because she would break something and then you have to go to physical therapy and so all of her progress would be wiped out for like six months or going to the, something as simple as going to the bathroom like potty training. Um, so making a decision about the pomidronate, but, you know, I, that might be why I have a little bit easier time with the vaccine, I guess, is that yeah. we're making a decision about something we no information about or little information about the studies that have been done on this. Mm-hmm. Those The people that they did it on when they were kids, they're all 40 years old now. It's only been 40 years, right? So mm-hmm. we don't fully understand the long-term effects. That kind of stuff. Yeah, but that, yeah, that was a big one. Uh, yeah, minor, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Do you, okay? Can I ask you? Do you go to therapy? No. Okay. I have. To, I go to therapy every other week. I didn't go to therapy for a month and a half because, like, I've been traveling a lot. Which yeah. Is fun, but I need it. I have so much trauma that I have gone through that it comes out in my daily life. Like something will trigger and instantly like my heart starts pounding. I get anxiety. I get stressed. I like the way I go through trauma. I it's everyone does this though. Like, I don't know. I feel like everyone needs therapy. I, so like, um, yeah, I don't, I've gone and asked questions and I've learned things, but I don't go I've, like, so I learned about, I learned about PTSD and I, right. It's just understanding about what's going on. And then you learn about yourself and pick up on, you know, as far as PTSD goes, like when you're triggered and then thinking back to what triggered you and what that, like, I'm really fortunate in my body's response is I cry that's what happens. Like some people get really angry. Some people get really depressed. Some people want to hurt other people. Crying is like totally cool. And like, I have had, I've had it happen at work. (laughs) Have you really? Yeah. I was at a place. We were, it's actually the place we were both at for a little while, but so they, as they would have people come in and talk about the product as caring bridge is the place that I was at. Yeah. And so it's a place where people that are having a, a health journey is what they call it yep. can communicate with family. And so they would have people come in and, and tell their story. And, tell their story. and so the that. time I was there, they had this woman come in and she had a three-year-old boy who'd been diagnosed with this really rare cancer. And I'm like, I'm in standing up in the back of the room dying for an hour and a half. Like I cannot <laughs> uncontrollable <laughs> no i'm not i'm not crying for that oh, whole thing not? like okay i am like so because back then i didn't know what was going on i'm like so oh, amped up and i'm like i don't have an idea what's going on maybe i did because then we're like walking back to our like pods and they're all funny because they're like oh that was so good what'd you think and i'm like crying i'm like i just need a minute i'm like just give me a freaking minute all right i'm like crying at my desk for like a minute 
And they're like, I'll sit there looking. It was so funny. And you know some of these people. So then I like turn back. I'm like, okay, I can explain what's happened now. <laughs> Here's what I'm going through. Yeah, because up until then, they had no idea, right? That's not something. So then was I explain it to them. Was that new then, too, for you and your family? Like, were you just starting to go through that or? No, no. So I'd had it. And I understood okay. enough. I knew what was happening. Because then I explained it to him. Got it. So, but like even, you know, you know how it goes. You're not, all of a sudden it comes out and you're like, what the heck? And then you're like, oh, I haven't been feeling good for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like a pot and like a frog in boiling water. Like you don't even know. I call it the, my volcano. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And so, you know, if you're someone who responds with anger. Mm-hmm you kind of explode at people. Um, so that's why I say I'm really fortunate with mine that mm-hmm. I just cry for a little bit. Um, even fun. like, even so, uh, like when our company switched from the, to stop offering the PPO, mm-hmm. um, that is actually directly related to our daughter because the oh. company I was at switched to the HSA like the year that before she was born. Um, and like, I really, you don't have to tell anybody this, but like, I almost left cause of it. Like, that's how bad it was. Wow. My wife and I are on the same page about it, but like, yeah, I was like in my office cause we're working from home at the time and yeah, yeah I had a little breakdown cause there's so much that's not related, right? It's not, yeah. it's not our company's fault. It's no. not nothing. It's just there's all this stuff that happened in the past that all that stuff came back. <laughs> wow. That's intense. Yeah, it was. It was. It's dis- it sucks too, right? Because it's like I've been here for a long time. I like the people. I don't want to leave. But like our experience was so bad Yeah. with this that we're just terrified. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Lots of PTSD and like making decisions too. When you're in that state of mind is difficult because you know you're not regulated. Um, Making, I cannot make decisions when I am elevated in emotion and it's just hard to well I've learned how to regulate myself but and that's why I love therapy like to me I've learned to regulate myself it takes me 15 minutes to regulate myself now whereas two years ago it would have taken me like three months to regulate myself yeah it's like yeah it's a big like learning process to understand what it is what's going on um you know what are your triggers what could potentially be your triggers um so for me, the reason I don't go <clears throat> is um, I've made it this long without drinking and drugs and all this other stuff. So I'm probably all right. You are. Okay. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> well, and that's like, you know, like that's how I totally get mm-hmm. like I totally get drugs and alcohol. Totally a solution. Like I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, I you know, 
So. Well, there's also other things that are solutions that I did that I'm not proud of. And those were not healthy. Like self-harm is not healthy. And when you turn to that, you know, you need help. And I actually went to a therapist five years ago talking about like self-harming things that I've done to myself. She didn't even flinch. She just like, no big deal. Tell me about your next problem. And I'm like, oh, okay. If my therapist was okay with me self-harming myself, I'm going to keep on doing it. Yeah. No big deal. And then two years ago or three, two and a half years ago, I found an amazing therapist and she's actually more of a spiritual, um, like ambassador. Like, I don't know what to call her, but like, she's the one who was like, helped me get through the self-harming aspects. And I don't do any of that anymore. And I'm just way more healthier than I've been ever. Yeah. You got to find somebody that works with you too. Like, um, one time I did, I just like, it was, I'd been having, I didn't know what was going on yet. And like, I did go and talk to someone and I, you know, you do the hour session where they're like, yeah, tell me what's going on. And I explained to them and they were like, that seems totally normal. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's friggin' not dude. Exactly. Like this sucks. Exactly. <laughs> when someone's telling you it's normal, it like validates like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm going to keep on doing it or this is not normal. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like, yeah, it's just that you kind of, your gut's like, it's off a little bit. So it must be off. You have to follow your intuition. You have to, it's the most important thing you can do. And like teaching your kids to follow their intuition and their gut is the biggest thing we can do as parents. Yeah. But next question. Oh, let's see here. That's a lame one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking at questions too. Oh, that's a weird one. Do you do you do anything part time? That's weird. I do anything part time. Yeah, like pick up, like clean up my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one. What do you think people undervalue today? Mm. like real connections like yeah building connections with people and knowing who they are and not just at a surface level it's undervalued connecting with people at a deeper level yeah i was gonna say interpersonal communication um the ability to do that hugely undervalued Right, because then, yeah, because then it's just like, it sucks because nobody understands it, so you can't say it any other way than like soft skills, right? Yeah. So now it's like EQ. Right, I know, right? (laughs) There's there's so much that goes into it. Like, I mean, when we talk about like being a coach, like there are all these like freaking buzzwords that exist in our space, and yeah the amount of experience and the skills that actually exist are huge. 
the um, actual skills that people can learn. Like you're not just born with them. <laughs> I did a interpersonal communication um, class or course. It's called Blue EQ. And oh, that sounds familiar. There are four areas of psychological safety. There's learner safety, challenger safety, collaborator safety, and inclusion safety. And you get graded on all four quadrants. And so you take this super duper long test, not test, but like, you know, personality type questionnaire. Okay, guess what my overall psychological safety score is? What's what's the um, scale? Like percentage, like zero to 100%. 100% you're like totally psychologically safe and zero, like no one wants to be around you ever. Oh, well, I would say you're probably right around 50%. 50? Well, I mean, that's based on you being like, I got to go to therapy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't, I don't have context about the scale. Okay. So is it really like, okay. So here's the color category. Red is very unsafe. Zero to 44%. Unsafe is 45% to 59. Neutral 60 to 74 safe 75 to 89 and then very safe is 90 to 100 so this is what your personality falls into as far as and it's how you communicate with other people yeah so based on what we've talked about before i would say it's either neutral or very safe uh given that chameleon that you play Good so job. I so I don't know if that means neutral or if that means very safe, but it's one of those two. <laughs> it is very safe. I'm ninety nine percent safe, not quite a hundred. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I was in the challenger safety, is where I needed more work. <laughs> um, you want others to have it when they think something needs to change. It's time to say so. This type of safety is based on permission to challenge upon status quo, which grants the challenger immunity from repercussions or reprisal. If you foster challenger safety, people speak up because you have granted them the license to disagree. If you don't, people will hunker down, smile and speak soothing words that reinforce the status quo. The team will go along to get along and things stay the same. So I am 1% negative in that <laughs> area. <laughs> 1% negative being that's the, what do you want it to be in that area? I don't know, 100% because then I'd be oh. 100% safe. Oh, okay. So it's that's like that's the one area that you, is that what that? I get 100% in. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. But I don't know where you got this from, but. This blue EQ is super cool. And my overall EQ score, 91%. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. 
the the fact that like people have no eq is just bizarre to me like yeah. oh my gosh i mean okay so <laughs> i can't i can't say anything can't say anything i know i know what you're <laughs> i know what you're gonna talk about and you are right it just boggles your mind and people who have high eqs are like okay please don't say that that's not the right thing to say don't do this yeah yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> okay i don't know where i got off on this tangent uh i don't remember what the question was oh we were talking about communication oh yeah what was the one thing that we um think people don't have or, have or undervalue today yeah Oh, okay. this is a good one. What were you doing exactly a year ago that's different than today? <laughs> I think that's hilarious because it's pretty much nothing. <laughs> we are still on the computer yep. at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> working. No, this doesn't work. This is fun. Yeah, nothing's changed. Um, I'm a little more outgoing. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because we haven't been in the office yeah. for like a year. Over a year? Oh. Yeah, I know, right? Over a year. Ridiculous. A year and a half, baby. It's really interesting to me, too, because like this was literally the dream to like work from home. And then it happened and I'm like, oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Feel like a, a product owner, some customer that's like, build me this thing. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> 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 yeah like i look at you know um playing video games professionally or getting paid to play video games it seems like something that would be cool but um you know i look at it and it's like well i like playing video games and i can play for a long time but if i had to like if that was how i made money i don't know that it would be f as f right. it wouldn't be the, the same i don't know that it'd be fun yeah so i mean plus you're starting over from scratch too which is weird. I love what I do. Like, absolutely love what I do. I like it. I feel bored, though. Do you? Yeah. Mm. Well, I've <laughs> learned that... I've learned that I'm, like, five years ahead of everybody else. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. So, like, <laughs> so, what I'm thinking about isn't here yet. <laughs> I was just going to say, let's take this offline so you can tell me what you're thinking about so then I can prepare myself for that. <laughs> I'm totally interested. I'm intrigued now what you're thinking about. Yeah, let's talk about that later if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's not a good one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at questions too, and I don't really have any good ones. 
let's go to the we'll go we'll go to a different category here okay this is the category that was like the premise of the <clears throat> have you ever eaten a whole tube of pringles by yourself <laughs> yes absolutely oh my gosh <laughs> pringles are the best i mean like oh and that's not a good feeling like it doesn't matter the snack it's like if you like are the only one eating it and all of a sudden you're like where are all these who's been eating my freaking damn things <laughs> in like one day you're like oh no girl scout cookies <laughs> oh, oh my man. god yeah <laughs> those and pringles oh so good yes have you um not i don't think i've ever eaten a whole tube of pringles and i haven't i I haven't I haven't eaten a whole bag of anything. I've come close. Pringles, no, I don't think I've ever eaten like even a half a tube of Pringles by myself. Really? Pringles no. are so Uh that's like beginning of a horror movie. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> would you would you rather sleep wearing handcuffs or a bike helmet? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, bike helmet for sure. For sure. What? Yes. Why not handcuffs? Mm, I don't like the idea of them being restrained like that for sleeping. I won't, either way, like, realistically, I wouldn't sleep anyway. With either one of those things on me, I wouldn't sleep. No way. I could sleep with both. Like, I could sleep with both at the same time. Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Dude, that is, I have an anxiety just thinking about that. Especially both at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, just fluff a pillow underneath your neck. So that the helmet kind of lays off to the back. Yeah, bike helmet for sure. I still wouldn't sleep though. <laughs> um, what's the best type of cheese? Uh, all. Um, I like brie. Brie's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think I can't eat cheese anymore. Um, but mine was situation dependent. <laughs> just so if you're making sandwiches munster is in my opinion the best cheese because it munster is so good yeah because it's got the like least ish like it's not a very overpowering flavor but you still get the texture of the cheese the that nice soft cheese yeah. of munster is amazing <laughs> now you're getting me excited for munster <laughs> Brie, I like Brie. Brie's always good. Uh, yeah. I've always liked the French culture, too. So, you know, Brie and baguettes, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't eat cheese anymore either, and I can't eat bread. So I'm screwed. Like, I can't have pizza. Yep. 
I can't have pizza. I haven't had pizza in I don't know how long. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've last time I ordered it, I ordered I got barbecue sauce instead of the red sauce, and that, it's yeah. just bread at that point, though. Well, you can. So I have a friend. He's vegan, so he orders pizza that's like a gluten-free with no cheese, and it's barbecue sauce, and then just a whole bunch of meat on top. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's about the thing that I would do. Just the the bread and the barbecue sauce, and then like meat, no cheese. Yeah, that's yeah. about what I can do too. Um. <clears throat> what would be the creepiest thing you could say while passing a stranger on the street? <laughs> um, what's funny is when I was at a bar a couple nights ago, there was a group of guys who were going to sit by us. And I said, I would like to see your, vaccination cards please you are way too close to me right now and you're oh my gosh six feet. and i required <laughs> them to show me their vaccination cards wow is that creepy no that's okay. hilarious to me i mean it's also like it's different for ladies at bars i think my favorite story is um somebody they were getting this is a woman they were getting hit on by someone at a bar and they were trying to be nice and like I don't, actually I don't even think I think they just caught him like in a bad night because they came up and started hitting him and I think the response was just shove off which is <laughs> <laughs> so I freaking love it it's so funny <laughs> Sho yeah. just shove off which I get <laughs> <laughs> well I thought Asking someone for their vaccination card was pretty creepy. I thought it was funny. You would, uh, right. So I think what happened in your brain is like, you were like, this will turn them off. And yes. nope, <laughs> you don't know guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. <You're... laughs> I, I can tell that's exactly, you're like, I'll ask them for their vaccination card and they're going to back off. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. It didn't work. And one of them started making out with my friend. <laughs> so apparently I'm a good wingman. <laughs> uh, hey, what's yours? Uh, the creepiest thing you could say. So like, well, I don't know which way. It'd probably be creepier if I like walked up on somebody. Mm, I wouldn't want to say something creepy. I'd want to say like something that's like weird and funny. Mm -hmm. See, yeah, weird and funny, not creepy. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be creepy, creepy is like, I want to take you back home and strangle you and put you in my Dexter room. And <laughs> like, that's creepy. I actually. <laughs> wait, <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> I went. <laughs> I went out on a boat with some friends and three men that I've never met before and we kept on saying are you gonna dexter us are you gonna kill us <laughs> out on the boat and like wrap us up in uh, like uh paint what's it called wrap us up in paper and just oh. for board yeah and they didn't thank goodness <laughs> 
But there's been a few times I thought I was going to be Dextered. Uh, just from the situation, or were you getting vibes? Oh, um, just from the situation. I was trying to be funny. <laughs> I shared my location with my friend to make sure she knew I was safe. <laughs> okay, so I have a friend that he told me a story one time. So he he would this was back uh, before they passed the law and. Um, people would like meet up personal ads on Craigslist. So this was a long time ago. And uh, so he had this friend and the story that his friend told him was he found this lady on Craigslist. He was going to meet at a bar and, but he, so like to me, right. This is like, I'm like, you go meet him at the bar. That's it. Right. Apparently not. So what you, he would always tell like friends where he was going to be in the time. And I'm like, okay, whoa, like exactly what (laughs) I didn't know there was this whole like sketch factor to this. There's definitely a sketch factor to that. (laughs) So he goes, so he goes and he meets up with this lady and they go back to her place. And then like her like husband is there too. Right? Oh my gosh. And then like the husband comes out and he like looks him up and down and he's like grade A. Oh! And I'm like <laughs> like wait I'm like wait a minute. So it was like it was like a three thing and he, my friend's like yeah, it was I'm like did he go through with it? He's like yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. And I'm like okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but I, from what I could gather that wasn't implied in the personal maybe it was, I don't know. Well, but I, I think that was a surprise. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thank God Craigslist took that off. No more of that. Yeah. What do they, people use Tinder now or something? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I can't. I don't even know what it would be like to be single. That's weird to me. It is weird. It's actually, it's a game. And I hate games. I don't want to play games. I don't play games. I'm a very straightforward A to B, black and white. You get this, you get that. Well, and then why would there, my dad complained about that. Um, So he's older. Obviously, he's older than I am. (laughs) Really? Really? (laughs) yeah so when did he get i can't remember when he got divorced um when i was like 18 Mm. um so um maybe around this age a little bit older um but so he would meet these women he'd go on on dates and he'd start dating these women um and he told me He's like, all these, all these women were like wanting to get married. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, you guys are all like half dead. Like, what the heck? Why, why are they wanting to get married? Dead. And he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't know what's going on. Um, but like, he just finally came to the realization. It's kind of exactly that. Like he would date these women and they're like trying to change him. And he's like, there's no change in me. Like this is, this is it. And yeah. if you don't like it, get off. Yeah. So that's what's super. That's what I mean. Are you like, you going for the younger bros? <laughs> like, 
I mean, I can't imagine like dudes that are our age that have any life experience that are like playing games. I can't, I can't imagine that they would do that. Right. <laughs> but I can see some young dudes that like, don't know that you can buy your own alcohol and keep it in the house. Like I could see some guys like that doing that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Cause you're right. I haven't been dating younger guys. I don't have very, well, there's not very many men older than me. I don't know. Well, there, there might be, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I yeah I have no answers. I don't yeah. know. I have, you know, I'm I'm, not I dated my her. wife, and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> that's amazing. Like I love that. No, um, I haven't been looking. Yeah. So I'm not looking for anything. So I don't know. I'm just receiving and accepting what is available and i'm having fun nothing wrong with that no <laughs> oh no i'm not looking I like that i'm accepting accepting the invites you didn't ask for <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> let's be friends let's uh, be no, i don't know <laughs> see that's what you would say i'm saying yes let's be friends this is fun <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I don't even know what I'd do. I mean, I don't have time for that. Don't try it. <laughs> don't try it. That's my biggest advice. I, like, people are like, oh, how's it feel to be divorced? I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. I'm having yeah. fun. It's great. And then all of a sudden, people come to me for advice. Like, what should I do? Should I get divorced? And every time I will say no don't do it i mean depending on if there's abuse or adultery or right like, obviously like if at that's going on absolutely but if you're having a hard time in your marriage because you're arguing about what's going to be for dinner and he's on the couch or she's on the couch and you think they're lazy like join no. the party exactly that is <laughs> Frickin' marriage, enjoy it, <laughs> love it. Like, you're lucky. If that is your biggest complaint right now, you're lucky. Um, so if anyone's cheating or they're emotionally abusing you or physically abusing you or being a narcissistic asshole and manipulating the shit out of you and gaslighting you and making you feel insecure and not allowing you to be you that's a form of emotional abuse yep i will always say choose yourself you have to choose yourself and love yourself um but yeah other than that i wouldn't recommend it yeah i mean i've seen like my parents went through it and my wife's i wasn't around my wife's parents went through it but i watched i was and i was 18 when my parents went through it so i was technically an adult mm -hmm. <laughs> like technically. I'm, I'm at the age requirement according to the government but like it's not like we were dumb as kids i mean yeah we saw things were bad for a few years before they got divorced all my friends not all my friends but a lot of my friends have been divorced mm -hmm. once um and none of them ha one of some of them had kids some of them didn't and it was 
really horrible for all of them, whether yeah. or not they had kids. Yep. And so I have like I have friends now that are getting divorced that have kids and they're like, it's scary. I'm like, listen, I'm like everybody that I've ever seen go through divorce, whether or not they had kids, they've always said it's scary. They've always said it's really hard. Um, it's not, it's never easy for anybody. So don't worry about it. No. Um, there's still moments where I'm like, I will go back just to take the pain off the kids. Like I would much rather take the pain because I'm an adult and I can handle it. And I've gone through the therapy just so that my girls don't need to feel the pain that they're feeling. Um, but that's not the right answer either. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> like, I have that thought for maybe five minutes and I'm like, yeah. okay, not a good idea. That's not smart either. Um, it but, never works to stay together for the kids. No. It makes it worse. It does. And then you don't, as far as what I can tell, is that then you just develop a hateful, spiteful relationship between the parents, despite the fact that they have to work together for the next, you know, 13 to 18 years, yeah. depending on how long the kids are going to be around. Yep, exactly. And then eventually you divorce anyways. And yep. Like you said, all the kids, the kids already know. Yeah, they're not dumb. <laughs> They're not dumb. <laughs> I mean, my girls know I am so happy and playful and joyful. And like, they see all of that and they know it. And so that's my contribution to my girls. Yeah. Is just allowing them to see how happy I am. Cause that's what life is about. Is just being happy. So Okay, next question. Mm. Oh, that's a fun one. I don't know if I have an answer for that one, though. When was the last time you cried? Mm. It was... Uh probably in November or whatever when I had my breakdown about the HSA. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just not knowing what to do. Um, not, no, it wasn't knowing what to do. It was not liking the options. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause it's like one option is to leave mm -hmm. for that one reason. Mm -hmm. Um, one option is to stay and cross your fingers essentially and hope that it goes well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, those were like the two main ones that I was wrestling with and I just, mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to give it a chance. So that's what we did. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I did all the other things like I met with the people and I'm like, Hey, like this is, these are my, is my issue with it. I'm like, I'm really nervous about it. Um, you know, and I told them, I'm like, my wife and I were on the same page because the big thing was we didn't feel like we could, we didn't feel it was fair to pass that cost on to the employees. And mm -hmm. my wife and I, without hesitation, were like, freaking do that. Make it an <laughs> option. Like we will pay more 100%. Yeah. Um, so we're a little upset that it wasn't an option as well um mm -hmm. 
but yeah, so talked to him and just did all the things I can do within the organization and like, this is what it is. Understanding that, you know, um, if in six months it's crushing, I don't have any other options. My option yeah. is to leave. So. Yeah. And it's, it just, it's a bummer, right? When you're at a place that you like and you have good relationships, I mean, I've been here for a long time mm-hmm. when the company was like 70 people big, mm-hmm. um, but you know what I mean? So like, don't, don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise I wouldn't be here. Exactly. <laughs> so it just, it sucks to have to, I hate, I've enjoyed the last, you know, 10 years of not having healthcare be that part of my life like that intense but then the last couple years when we had um you know our insurance company and the hospital that we go to fighting and we had to i had to do it's like all this extra work that we have to do that people don't get so like i remember for our daughter we caught there would call up and like her endocrinologist is through one this one hospital and so um but it's they're not going to be a network now and they're not going to offset, so we have to pay for it out of pocket or whatever. Oh, gosh. So I call the insurance company. I'm like, hey, I'm like, this is the situation. Um, and all their response is all canned, right? It's like, I can help you find an endocrinologist. I'm like, listen, I have met with all of the endocrinologists. I know them all. We, we got this specific one. Yeah. And these are the reasons why we went with this one. I'm like, yeah. this is her provider. So it was having to break the mold again like explain to them they just weren't set up and like mm-hmm. get the form get the information talk to the hospital talk to the insurance provider um get everything signed off um have them reject it one time have to go through the appeal process and then ultimately have it be accepted um right well that's good that it was accepted it was good and then we didn't need it at the end but it's like it it takes a lot of time it's to so do that. <laughs> it's so fucking stressful. Yeah, it's not. I wish we were in a position where we could just be like, I mean, even our pediatrician, like we can't. People don't understand when you're dealing with a genetic disorder that only fifty thousand people in the United States get out of three hundred and fifty million. You cannot just up and go to another pediatrician or another endocrinologist or another orthopedic yeah. doctor. That's just not how it works. Yep. So, <clears throat> you know, all because they wanted this hospital to help fund the new system that they created, and they didn't want to. It's just all money. That's what irritates me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more so. money, more problems. <laughs> so, and having to go back to the HSA where we have to, like, you know, Nothing like getting a hundred thousand dollar doctor bill. Blech. Yep. <laughs> it's like, and I—that's what I told him too. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I've done a lot of work over the last few years. I think we're gonna be in a good spot. I think we're gonna be okay. I'm like, I just know that if it goes south, it's gonna go south real quick. Yeah. So, so oh. far it's all right. Shit falls. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, I can't talk about this anymore. You're like breaking my heart. We cannot <laughs> talk. Like literally, my heart is pounding, and my no, it's fine. Everything's fine. I know. Okay, 
what do you love most in your life? Hmm. Uh, my family, even though I'm like irritated with them and like try to play video games and not spend time with them. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, that's like, right. That's the whole point. Those, all the decisions I've made have been for this. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know how it goes, right? It's like, and I, like, I don't mean my extended, like, I just mean my wife and my kids. Yeah. Um, so yep yep i agree what about you reese and brooke and myself i'm learning to love myself um i actually teach the girls every time you ask like who's who's your best friend or who do you love most or i teach my girls to say me first like i love me and then i love reese and brooke or then i love my family but yes, reason breath are my. That's important. I mean, I feel like we're, you know, the kids are our kids. They are growing up in a different time. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like wildly different than any of oh. us and any other generations. I feel like ah. up um, from us, probably at least thirty years back, it was kind of the same. Like as far as your this, you did kind of the same things and the kind of the sequence of things, and there was this. uh, Yeah, self was not ever there, which is why, like you know, people get so pissed when they run into somebody like me who's like, I'm just gonna do my own thing. Exactly. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) It's hard for people to recognize that. It is. That's why people struggle with working with the millennials, right? Mm, All about themselves. Yeah. (laughs) that's just funny to me (laughs) but yeah i would i mean that's a good thing because it's um there's a lot of stuff out there where people are trying to have it not be that for you know it's so irritating to me because that generation that they told us we could do whatever we wanted to and now they're telling us like we shouldn't and that our kids shouldn't and that we have to do it a certain way they're trying to control the shit up their helicopter they're the helicopter parents they are the <laughs> worst so now, generation i know i know freaking their parents worked their asses off to give them this great life and they were brats the whole time <laughs> broke every single freaking toy they could and then walked away and like i don't know what you guys did <laughs> yeah i know how to fix that but i'm not going to help you like Oh my gosh. <laughs> Obviously there's like my dad's not like that and I'm sure your parents aren't like that, right? <laughs> What's funny is I had no more parents. Like oh. I'm orphan. <laughs> so Oh, cuz you're you don't know your dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, I okay. I I just remembered that just now. Yeah, and then my mom died 5 years ago. So and then when she was alive for the past 6 years before that, I was her care provider, like I was her caregiver, and she was going through cancer and all that stuff. So yeah, dude, that stuff's hard. Yeah. So for I the hope. past ten years of my life, I hope I go just in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. 
I, <laughs> okay, so what's sad is my aunt just did that. So, um, oh, that's too bad. I know. And my cousin is now an orphan because her dad passed away. My uncle passed away in November. And now her mom, my aunt, passed away like two weeks ago. But her mom did just like she was suffering through like chemo. Yeah. What happened is she fell. And when she fell, she had like a, a hemorrhage in her brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like she didn't die from the cancer because it wasn't the cancer but she died because she was going through chemo which made her weak yep. when she fell she hit her head which caused yep. her so yes yeah, she died from the cancer but it was the hemorrhage and so she did kind of just fall asleep like she did yeah. just kind of go quickly and it I, I'm, I'm trying to tell my cousin that it's a good thing Yeah. that she didn't suffer and it wasn't painful and because I've seen all of that too. So yes, I agree with you. It's Yeah, I'd much rather. The head stuff, got to watch out for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get you. Doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> even time. matter the age. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's see if I can find a funny one here. Okay. Last one, and then it's time to go. I'm getting tired. Uh, all right, do you have a favorite T-shirt? If so, what's on it, or what does it say? Um, My favorite T-shirt says, Day drinking, my favorite hobby. Nice. <laughs> 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 That's my favorite. <laughs> what about you? Mine is um, got a picture of the old school, older school um, drawing of Thanos from like the, co- the comics, right? So not the new cool Josh Brolin one, but um, the more like wingy shoulder pad <laughs> um, Thanos on it. And... Um, he is basically doing a deadlift with a bunch of weight on the bar. And then um, across the top and the bottom, it says Mad Titans Infinity Gym. Oh, really? <laughs> yep, my favorite one. <laughs> Mad Titans Infinity Gym. Yep. <laughs> Did you used to work out at that gym? No. Well, the tight that's the race that he is, the Titans. Okay. And then he's crazy. <laughs> I'm looking him up online right now, and yes, the Mad Titan. Okay, I get that. Yeah. Infinity Gym, though. Where did that come from? Uh, it comes from the Infinity Gauntlet oh. that he wears. Have you seen Avenger, the Avenger movies? Uh, I've only seen the first one. I used mm. to love them. And then I started dating my ex and he hated them and never watched them since. And so now my goal is to start watching them again. Yeah. um, You should watch all the movies. It is a really great way to spend like 36 hours. (laughs) (laughs) I should. So I should have done that when I had COVID because I had five days of being deathly ill. Yeah. But then also 
to 14 days of being by myself. So you can watch just the Avenger movies and everything will basically make sense. Okay. Um, there's like details that are in the individual movies. Um, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Like, and if you haven't seen any of the like Iron Man or Thor or anything like that, or Captain yep. America, yep. just start at the beginning. Okay. I, um, I think Disney plus may even have yeah. a playlist. Fun. Well, they should all be on there, but I think they even have a playlist where you just, they'll play them in order for you. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I prefer the way, the release order. I prefer to watch them that way. Um, okay. Because then the bonus parts make more sense after the credits are over. Okay. But tons of fun movies. I actually want to watch them all again. Um, okay. Infinity War. I don't know if we've talked about this, but Infinity War is my favorite of the Marvel movies. Okay. Um, and I want to say why, but I cannot say why until you see it. <clears throat> and then Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. And so, yeah, I think in a month we should revisit this specific topic. Okay. Because um, you might find it weird that I like those movies. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so you got a month to watch all of them. All of them? That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so before COVID hit, like um, I had, I watched all of them. I was doing two a two a day when I'd watch them, which is like oh. five hours in a row. <laughs> oh my god! Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> okay, well let's. You need to tell me where to start, though. Like, I've seen the first and second Ironmans, but that's it. I haven't watched Thor or Captain America or Hulk or anything like that. I don't know any of them. So you'll have to teach me. Teach yeah. me. Anyways. All right. I can do that. <laughs>